Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. You are listening to the internet's only college football podcast. I am Spencer Hall. I am joined, as always, for the third week in a row being introduced in rapid order with no specific assignment of voice to name. Uh, I am joined by Ryan Nanny, Jason Kirk, Hi. Anderson, and Michael Server. Yeah, just he chime in. Forgot. Just holler it in. He just do it. Forgot. He did. He did. He I did. saw him in person yesterday, mm-hmm. and he almost forgot. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did. I did. But I'm, I recovered, and I'm here. We are in our third installment of our Ode to the Bulls, our previews, our encomium, our encyclopedia of all things bowl knowledge. That is correct. 4440 rolls on. Lore Mistress Holly Anderson controls the knobs for this wild and untamable machine. Where did we leave off and where are we going in this episode, Holly? I don't know where we leave off because I have joined Ryan in never listening to the show. The past is dead. Move on. The past is dead. Let's bury it. Um, Bowls that haven't happened yet were in this last episode, but we have forgotten them before they take place. And we are on to the military bowl presented by Paraton, jlawok.gif. This is taking place on Wednesday, December 28th, 2 p.m. ESPN. Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium in Annapolis, Maryland. It features 9 and 4 UCF versus 8 and 4 Duke. Before you ask, Paraton Inc. is a privately held American technology company formed in 2017. Its areas of service include space, intelligence, cybersecurity, defense, homeland security, and somewhat ominously, health. <laughs> These these are like character aspects in a video game. This is like a Deus Ex character you're creating. I'm waiting for what goes in my inventory. Hacking shotgun health kit. Uh, the military bowl benefits the USO, which is still a thing and not a Phase One MCU subplot. Uh, y'all, I'm becoming a fan of the military bowl. Can I? Go ahead. Can I back you up on this company that's sponsoring it? You can back me up on any company, Ryan. (laughs) That's upsetting. A lot more upsetting than it sounded in my head. You were so enthusiastic. Mm. Um, According to the Wikipedia, Paraton says... my undercarriage right down on this credenza. Ugh. (laughs) Worse. Worse. Paraton says its name is, quote, a construct of the prefix per, which means thoroughly... Oh, yeah, this is like mission critical or something, right? And the word imperative, reflecting the importance of its customers' missions. But I don't understand, because imperative has per in it, Mm -hmm. and none of these have the O-N in Paraton, and Mm -hmm. I feel like they just... I understand that it is... You you're coasting off the semantic goodwill of Peloton, don't you? Mm -hmm. It feels a little bit like that. It feels oh, okay. a little bit like like drunk Papa John slurring the word Peloton. Peloton. I'm going to it's, like Pel- it's like doing Peloton with a lip in, which actually UCF probably is very familiar with this. <laughs> My kids love me, and I'm still CEO, and I care lots of women. Everything's good. Here I'm a Peloton. Keep me tight. Papa John Peloton instructor would be pretty good. 
I would Thank buy a Peloton. If... Right after I said I'm kind of starting to like this game. Now I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Also, it said it was concerned with the quality of their customers' emissions, and they work in health. health. Just connecting those two. Fart intelligence. I love their Twitter bio. Fearlessly solving the world's most complex challenges. I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. Seriously, yeah. yeah. You, you brought Duke into your bowl on purpose. You, like, how is every every bowl has gone from like sponsored by companies I have heard of, businesses I trust, on the order of like Hardee's and shit, to like crypto shit, and now it's to like these fake. Um, are you all a Elon Musk knockoffs? Is that what you are? I like, hope all these companies with like nine followers on social media talking about their um, synergizing Earth into new paradigms and shit. I hope Ooh, this co- this is the company that you call when you're like, hey, uh, it's me, manager of the Suez Canal. The boat is stuck. What should I do? And Periton <laughs> is like, bomb it. Put bomb it the back. boat. Bomb, bomb the back. boat. Here <laughs> Explode Periton, the boat. We're in charge of putting the boat back. We're going to liquefy poor people. <laughs> Leave it where it is. Out of there. We will, yeah. we will lube up the boat with poor people. Correct. That's what we will do. I want to be in the company's meetings when they say, we solve the most challenging problems known to man. And yeah. they say, can you build a fusion reactor? And they're like, we do not solve the most challenging problems known to man. We, um, that was false advertising. We cannot help you with this. Can you excuse fix me? the Philadelphia know. 76ers? We cannot, cannot handle no. that problem. <laughs> the, and I think that, that problem is like not known to humanity, right? right? I think that's how they get out of that one. It's, it's not yeah. yet. Not, we haven't unlocked the prerequisite technologies there. Periton, we need people to know who Mike Trout is and what he looks like. We cannot solve that impossible problem. Sorry, look at this photograph of Mike Trout. I can't. (laughs) I can't see it. Nothing there. Not loading. Where did Mike Trout go to college? No one knows. Did he go to college? Can you keep an NBA team in Seattle? This is impossible. Let's let's keep it on theme. Mike Trout went to Duke. Hmm. Okay. Or is it UCF? Or is it both? Let me try to learn. Duke this. CF. Has anybody the ever Duke transferred? What, what would be weirder? I guess somebody probably has transferred from UCF to Duke. Has anybody ever transferred from Duke to UCF? Mike Trout is from New Jersey, which pretty much, uh, gosh, you could go half Duke or half UCF. That's there. right. That's a perfect <laughs> yeah. split. Yeah. He's a day walker. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> He's the bridge. We need to find somebody who went to Duke, but who has like a PhD from UCF. Uh, uh, Mike Trout uh, played baseball at the University of Delaware, in fact, which is also not real. Holy the shit. That's flat yeah. erasure. This guy is not real. <laughs> um, um, yeah. This doesn't help, by the way, but as of this writing, militarybullshop.com uh, military is unreachable. Well, that's... Again. It's probably because of um, the the Merchant of Death is still uh, re like mm-hmm. connecting with his oh. arms dealer network. Yeah. You know, so once, once he once once he gets plugged back in, Military Bowl will be back online. That sounds like one of the most um, challenging um, problems known to man. Have we seen? <laughs> have we seen who the Military Bowl Parade Grand Marshal is? I'm trying to get there. I'm, trying I'm sorry. To get I'm there. sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, Holly, yes, go ahead. I have a go whole ahead. list of things. To I apologize. About the we interrupted Lord. I apologize. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, first of all, we, we, we acknowledge the disappointments inherent of the military bowl, including the fact that one past event that doesn't appear to be on the agenda anymore is putting both teams under the spell of a hypnotist, which is something that apparently they did in past years. Military well, you hypnotist? You, you can't I don't do it. Know. <laughs> you can't do it like this year. Like CIA brainwashing? I don't know. Is? Hypnotism is a major at UCF, so it would You work. will kill Castro. <laughs> you will kill Castro. 
They do this every year, and it never works. Mm -hmm. I got a scholarship to UCF in close-up magic. (laughs) (laughs) First, I need to list in in the interest of both sizing. I need I need to list a a series of facts in the military bull's favor because I found all these unexpectedly charming. Um, Amazing headline. WWE Global Ambassador Titus O'Neil named Military Bowl Parade Grand Marshal. It gets better. Titus O'Neil is the Military Bowl Parade's Grand Marshal this year because he has nephews on both teams. He is a wow. troop uncle and wow. a son. I think and a son. I think on one of the team on UCF, one one of the teams he has a nephew and a son on, and another one he has a nephew on. So Titus O'Neil is all-time uncle. Uh, which feels directly up our alley. Second of all, there's a parade for this that they let youth football teams participate in. Okay. Um, I kind of want to go. That's the first first one of these parades I ever want to attend. With first-rate participants and events, the Military Bowl seeks to positively impact the regional economy, generate broad support for the USO, and honor the U.S. military. About that. The military bar, the military bowl sponsors its own bar crawl. Like oh. it's called a like it's called a bar crawl. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's what takes, the military does. It takes place in downtown Indianapolis. It yeah. starts on Tuesday. Indianapolis? Wait. Downtown Annapolis. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, okay. It starts on a Tuesday at four PM. Last Tuesday? No, I wish it was going from Indianapolis. I wish it was going from Indianapolis to Annapolis, like retracing the route yeah. that the Colts trod, bar crawling all the way back home. Oh, the Mayflower Trail, yeah. The Colts could use a few right now. <laughs> anyway, uh, it feels weird to, to defend the military bull for this long, but I just had to. I just had to list those factors in its favor. A Navy-sponsored bar crawl sounds like at liver olympics on a level that i scarcely dare not contemplate the the buds budweiser clydesdales are also leading the military bull parade which are they leading the bar crawl is titus going to ride a clydesdale that's got to be the only horse big enough to support like a wrestler right so many questions probably this is um as far as military propaganda goes this is as close to effective as i think it's going to get this is like, yeah. if if it were possible to be swayed, this is probably what it would take. If that bar crawls truly military grade, they're going to eat the Clydesdales. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mongol thinking right there. Yeah. All right. I mean, Horse is tired. Brought, <laughs> Dig we in. Brought a, we troops. brought rides and we brought a snack. <laughs> it's not DUI if you're on a horse. <laughs> this is actually not the last time the Mongols are going to come up in this show, but we'll get back to that with the tax layer bowl. Okay. You can't park here. I didn't. <laughs> the car is gone. The car's in Whoa. my <laughs> I didn't park here. I littered. <laughs> I didn't park here, but I gotta go take a big old dump. <laughs> um, do we have football thoughts on this bowl game, or uh, uh, it'll probably be pretty dumb. Okay. Oh, like, yeah. This this one's yeah, dumb. This, prone. this feels real dumb. Is UCF ranked sorry, right Gus now? To, I'm sorry, Gus has to go to Annapolis. No, fun. UCF is nine and four. This is, is one mm-hmm. so is the winner of this game going to end up ranked in the A people? Yeah, ish. Like that's that seems likely. I'm looking at the most recent. UCF is also receiving votes, but not far out. Duke is nowhere to be found. 
Duke's like a, and I, this sounds like damning with faint praise. They're like a top forty team in both like scoring defense and scoring offense. That's a real rough statistical. No, they had thing. a they Elko has them pointed in the right direction. I think Duke is Duke is decent. Yeah, Duke, that's a that's Duke a decent ass football team. Three points away from playing for the conference title. Really, and you, yeah, if they had beaten UNC when they played them, a game they lost by three because they got outscored fourteen seven in the fourth quarter. They would have played Clemson for the ACC title. Whew, this is a uh, power. This is better for them. Let's yep. Yeah. <laughs> this, is the, this is the lakes that you're used to. Okay. Also, yep. There we go. Thank you. That sound means it's time to turn the page to the Liberty Bowl. Wednesday. I have an apo- Before we get to lore, can I offer a quick apology? Yeah. It's a slight apology. It's a semi-apology. Mm. A listener pointed out that Kansas and Mizzou have agreed to play regular season games, I think four of them in the next like 10 years or something. Whatever, Elia. It is happening. Whatever. I don't think that precludes the fact that they could have played in a bowl game this year and gotten everybody more excited for. They agreed to play those games when? I think 2025 is the first one. When did they make that agreement? Oh, God, I don't even know. After everyone called them a baby? Yes, Yes. that sounds about right. Yes. We will declare that's true. Yes. I I mean, financially, branding-wise, yes, that's the right move. You're still cowards, Mizzou. It it wouldn't ruin those games to have also played this game. That's all. Sorry. Go ahead. Also, for one thing that I... uh, one thing that I was very, very surprised to see after our talk uh, earlier of, well, you know, home and home games generating revenue. Do you know the Liberty Bowl payout is six million? It it, it ain't bad at all to the conference. Where, where did the Liberty Bowl get? Where did the Liberty Bowl get six million dollars? FedEx. Ryan. I don't know. <laughs> Not out of You wear your pretty little head about where that six million dollars <laughs> came from. Mm. I went to I get two million of it in cocaine. In terms of like longevity and sponsorship and location, this is like it's not the granddaddy of all, but this is like the statesman aunt of them all. This is a really stable game. That game is in Memphis. This fact should alarm people. I mean, uh, the, I mean, the sponsor is a place I've been and heard of, and like. Mm-hmm. If I give them money, I know what they'll give me. So, like that alone, mm-hmm. they're in the top like ten percent of bowls right they'll now. They'll give you. A, they'll give you a chicken yeah. sandwich. That's I I also greatly appreciate right. that the Liberty Bowl is the Utah Jazz of college football. It's like the logo is the fucking Come Liberty on. Bell mm-hmm. because it started yes. in Philly. Oh, that part. There is okay. an alternate history where this game is even rowdier because it originated in Philly. Did you right. guys know that in one year it was also played indoors in the Atlantic City Convention Center? Yes, because there, that one was a nightmare. <laughs> That yeah, one in was 1964, <laughs> where it was the first D1 bowl game played indoors. Here, I'm going to read this. This is from a West Virginia article a long time ago that I've been dragging out every year since. AstroTurf, because West Virginia played in this game, they played Utah, they got their asses kicked. AstroTurf was still in its developmental stages and was unavailable for the game. Convention Hall was equipped with a four-inch thick grass surface with two inches of burlap underneath it as padding on top of concrete. And then they had to bring in like huge lights, I think. Uh, that yeah, they artificial ran all, lighting all was installed to keep the grass growing and kept on 24 hours a day. The entire process cost $16,000. Yes. So, in 1964. So just, as, just as the New Orleans Jazz moved to Utah and said, nope, name's good. Liberty Bowl made its way to Memphis. Nope, it's fine. Memphis is I, Philly. Philly is Memphis. A combined Philly Memphis DNA Bowl is honestly, it's this in the Sun Bowl for my vote for hardiest genetic makeup of any single bowl 
combined with actual sponsor that mm. sells parts for things, the Liberty yeah. Bowl is surviving any apocalypse you throw at it. Yeah. I do yeah. want to say this, though. It did transfer, which allows me to read a quote involving transfers, involving <laughs> Here it is. a team. Seamless. Well, why is Seamless. this in the news? In this game. That would be this. Sam Pittman, coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks, when asked about the transfer portal, said this on December 19th. If your wife wants to get in the portal, it's hard to bring her back. At some point, you're going, I'll go replace her. You kind of have to have that mindset. Because then it becomes just, woe is me. Our mindset is whomever decides they'd like to do that, we'd certainly love them and want them to stay. But if they decide to go, then our mindset is, we're going to go replace them. It took you four sentences to say something normal, Sam. That's super fucking impressive. Four sentences to get to normal. If you'd done that in reverse and stopped after the first one, we wouldn't be talking about this. So you know why this happened, right? Hmm. For what feels like decades ago, coaches decided that the best way to talk about Cruton and Cruton abilities was to say, look at my hot wife. That's my right. best. That's my five star. Look at my Cruton skills. I'm a big, I'm a big sloppy mess. And I got this beautiful woman <laughs> committed to me. Look what Saturday. a talented bullshitter I am. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. I went to her parents' house and I've spent, spent lies at them. <laughs> I'm and admitting it right jing- now, and it won't matter. Jingity, jingity, dang, ding, 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 dong. I feel like so, I finished with some flourish like that. So, coaches decided that this was the most relatable way to explain how good a recruiter you are. Mm-hmm. And now they're pot committed to it. So now all, well, you know, if the wives want to go to the National Labor Relations Board and unionize, I guess you got to let them. I guess the wives maybe have a point about what they do with their images and their likenesses. But instead of doing the normal thing, Sam Pittman has opened the wife portal. Is this a part of Avatar 2? I haven't seen it. Is there a oh, wife portal in Avatar 2? The two? wife I think portal. Probably. Isn't that? Actually, yeah, that is what it's... Actually, it's a husband portal. Avatar it's 1 a is a husband James, portal. James Cameron has opened the wife portal. I think James Cameron refers to that as the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> or Terminator 2. James Cameron's opened the wife portal a couple times. So okay? many times. You know... That uh, is how the Terminators travel through time, through the wife portal. <laughs> On my way to find love. No. Option, find love or kill. <laughs> I kill. Love I get into the wife portal, dude. That's what the wife portal requires. We need you to go, we need you to go find Sarah Connor. Got it. Wife. Wife. Give me her clothes, boots, and motorcycle but, because but, she really likes Renegade with Lorenzo but also, Lamas. That is what happens in Terminator. Is a man, uh-huh. another man, travels through the wife portal and fathers uh-huh. a Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh you open, boy! You open the husband portal. It's just women getting disappointed over and over again. Oh, they just step in and they're like, "This room is this awful. This this man, you seen his nails? They're terrible." Anyway, Dan Mullen is on the play-by-play team for this game, and you never know when he'll freak out and say something weird on the air, so don't act like this is going to stop now. Um, who are we rooting for in Kansas, Arkansas? I... Oh, that's true. Liberty. 
I'm rooting for wow. <laughs> rooting for America, right? Wow. Yeah, not the university, but America. <laughs> Let's go. Who am I rooting for about this game? Memphis. Previous MVPs of the Liberty Bowl: Ooh. Jim Donnan, Jeff Brom, Dave Ragone. Is this a covert cradle of coaches? Cradle of coaches, yes. Yeah. Uh, also in MVPs, Doug Flutie won his in a losing game to Notre Dame. As in, Notre Dame beat Boston College in the Liberty Bowl, and the media was like, fuck you, Notre Dame. We're voting for Doug Flutie. This is justice for when they gave a Heisman. They, they won the Heisman despite being like 3-10 and 10 that year. Yeah. yeah. All because he made uh, one be play on national that. TV. That's it. There were only like eight games on TV. If you made one on TV, it was fucking cool. Yeah, that's 12% of the plays all year. Imagine the weirdest candidate who could have won that, right? Would it be Nick Marshall for Auburn? Like where we had eight games, like Nick Marshall throws. Where you just sort of saw one thing. One thing, and you just go, oh, he must be the best player. That guy's incredible. He he threw it to a Georgia defender, and it bounced off him for a touchdown, and that was the greatest thing I ever saw. Mm -hmm. And some sports writer in a fedora with the word press written on a note card in the side drops his Reuben and is like, oh, my God. I've just dropped a screenshot of what the merch store looks like into the chat. Please hold. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me channel my best uh, heart soul. Stand by. It's, it's Memphis. Please let it just be glowing skull t-shirts. <laughs> glowing skull no, this is t-shirts. Just the, this is just the splash the page for this door. Wow. I don't even know what that means. It what does suge- give them I, liberty mean? It suggests mean? that we're unleashing feral hogs and birds uh, upon the general population. of. That is what that Alfred Hitchcock movie needed. Like, mm. yes, birds yes. were terrifying. But what if you also couldn't go in the street because The birds pigs? had no ground game. Yep. So so looking at the Jayhawk and the Razorback with the words, give them liberty, I feel I am supposed to, to liberate the Jayhawk and the Razorback. Yes. It's sort of From a, it, it's, AutoZone? It's, it's sort of an extreme Lorax situation. From the well, off-center AutoZone Liberty Bowl logo? What happens if you go into the AutoZone and demand to see the captive feral hog? Where are the birds? Show me the birds, AutoZone! <laughs> it's like if, if it, uh, reading this is very much like, if you're cold, they're cold. Give them liberty. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you want to continue the imprisonment of the hog and the jayhawk one would get in the auto zone but if wanted if one wanted to experience true freedom then one would get in the white is that why more of the logo is shifted over towards the right yes the auto zone is nudging us in the favor of jayhawk liberation or sorry uh jayhawk Wow. I want to note if you google sam Pittman wife which any like male celebrity that like you type their name in one of the autocorrects is like wife would you like to see his wife's feet right? <laughs> but like if you do this for, so a wife right, if, feel, if you're the really very first that? person to ever wonder this without want, caring to see anyone's feet uh it takes you to his wiki page uh sam is married to his wife jamie they have no children pen is close friends with former colleague rex ryan just like rattling these things off and like hmm. <laughs> make a lot of associations here <laughs> um, uh, and we note that ryan once flew Pittman out to his home to help build a children's fort that Ryan had designed. So Rex Ryan is an architect, and he flies Sam Pittman out to uh, to uh, to build to bring his, his his imagination to life. I want like Look. a Noah Baumbach movie about that weekend. I <laughs> coach. I, I got another one. Come out and come out and whip it together. I try not bring, to be. Bring your wife's feet. I try to give my, my older child space. I understand that like the world is a dangerous place and you kind of have to accept that and get used to it and you can't protect them from everything. I'm not letting my child play on a fort that Rex Ryan designed and built. I'm absolutely oh. not signing off on the Rex Ryan playground trip. 
No. Uh, what about Rob Ryan? Yes, that one is fun because <laughs> it'll have more hair to cushion yeah, the blows. He, it's going to be wacky. He looks, he looks like a sea captain. Like He just looks seaworthy. I'm he not, does. He looks buoyant. I'll give you that. I, I believe that Rex Ryan would not have tested any kind of safety equipment himself, right? He just would have been like, that's fine. Rob Ryan would have gotten drunk and tried it all and been like, yeah, you'll fall real hard up there. Okay, that's a good point. It's been tested. <laughs> you know, least. don't do that. I broke my tailbones. All of them. Whereas Buddy Ryan is like, broken tailbones. <laughs> Bitch. Get in there. Get in there, kid. Let me at it. Healthy eating. Hey, speaking That's of trying it all, you want to see what the top link is under things to do in Memphis? Please. You guys ready for this? Yep. Mm -hmm. It's a very descriptive URL. MemphisEscaperooms.com. Yes. Not in a hundred thousand years. Yes. <laughs> You've legally consented to kidnapping. Welcome to Memphis. Get in the auto zone. Good luck getting out. EscapeMemphis.com. <laughs> Escape, escape the pyramid.com. Okay, you've that's different. You've been locked in a room with birds and hogs. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> now you must escape. Is there a puzzle? Nope. Now you, just, now you must create a delicious meal. <laughs> you just got to get out of there. The second, the second thing on this tab is the Tennessee vacation guide. What? Uh huh. No. Tennessee. If you're already in Memphis, why would the you need Tennessee to go anywhere else in Tennessee? The vacation guide is Gatlinburg. Exactly. That's it. If I'm in Memphis, the Tennessee vacation guide is stay fucking put. Uh-huh. Pyramid's <laughs> uh, oh, right there. Yeah, they have it They have it divvied up, by the way, appropriately with the west part of Tennessee. Home of the blues, Elvis, rock and roll. The middle is Music City. And the east is just like a train, some mountains, and the sun sphere. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> <And, laughs> you mean West Carolina. Got it. Yeah, I do it's, not... Look, Sir. it's the drowned corpse of an FBI agent. East <laughs> Tennessee, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It says birthplace of country music, and I was like, that's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> What's this the is the inspiration about? for these tales of a, love a, fulfilled, non-criminal activity. Astonishing well, poverty and sobriety. dangerous <laughs> home Me remedies. Meeting the Lord and not being terrified. <laughs> Let's the Lord of the Solar Plex. Let's talk about the year my auntie put a sign on the door of her classroom that said Brushy Mountain Pre-K. <laughs> oh, true family story. <sighs> hey. You know, I found out long ago. Oh, 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 oh. It's a long way down to the Holiday Bowl. Oh, 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 oh. Holiday, holiday Bowl. Oh, 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 oh. Holiday Bowl. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. The O is for Oregon. Who's playing in this game against Oregon? The O is for over under of 73 fucking points. Wednesday, December 28th, 8 p.m. Fox, 9-3 Oregon versus 9-4 North Carolina. They would rather play at a baseball stadium than Qualcomm, and I respect that. This is moved to Petco, which is a lovely ballpark. How it will work as a football field? I don't know. How will Max Puffy Coat Energy operate in a legendarily temperate climate? We'll find out. 
This used to be operated alongside the poinsettia bowl. We no longer have a postseason college football contest named for a poisonous houseplant. This is almost as dear a life loss as the pizza bowls. A summer activity that is not what you think it is is attached to this game it's called the donate life transplant games this is the wrong end of california for you to be worried about losing an organ to a sinister corporation this is actually a series of athletic contests devoted to uh transplant patients and their families but it's not the only thing that's ominously named the san diego county credit union holiday bowl blood and food drive <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I'm just reading the literature. Takes place in November. I'm glad that's a conjunction and not a preposition. The blood for food It's the ampersand. Is... It's an ampersand. So actually, you can read it a couple different ways. Do we uh, do we like it better, blood and food, or food and blood? Blood food. Okay. Blood. <laughs> it's a blood food. That so- that also sounds like you're doing it with a lip in. We yep. got us some blood food. <laughs> Uh, No stranger to cruel science experiments, the 1988 edition of this game pitted number 12 Oklahoma State featuring a guy named Barry Sanders against 15-ranked Wyoming. Uh, That game ended 62-14. Dr. Pepper sponsors the halftime show, which makes sense because from both a climate standpoint and politically, it's probably safe to say Fansville is somewhere in the San Diego metro area. Another hidden cradle of coaches as former MVPs in this game. Major Applewhite, Sonny Cumbie, and Kyle Whittingham. Hmm. Now let's do what we actually want to do, which is talk about Bo Nix and Mac Brown's puffy coat. I want to talk about Bo Nix against uh, UNC's defense. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Give me um, 600 Jason, when yards, you say please. UNC's, when you say UNC's defense, what do you mean by that? Because I'm not sure I've, under- I've seen that concept this year. I mean 600 yards for Bo Nix. Hmm. What Mike um, Brown's gonna Mike Brown's gonna go up there and he'll be like, "Everybody here, I brought the Navy SEALs in to tell you about toughness. That's what I'm gonna do because they're trained here in San Diego, and uh, I need them to sit here and impart toughness to you." The SEALs will be like, "Here, you gotta you gotta be tough, bitch." And then uh, they'll go out. And <laughs> thanks, allow, thanks, coach. Thanks, coach. That's that's an inspiring word. And then they're gonna go out and be a, they're gonna go out and like be a fucking shower curtain. They're just gonna get run through. <laughs> What do you think shower curtains are for? <laughs> Running, Running through clumsily. <laughs> Running right. through. Do you, How do you get this, in the shower? Is this like a, a, a motivational thing? Like shower first thing time. in the morning. Are yeah. you in the shower? Like, like. All right, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. They're, they're on Take the other side, cheering me through. Yeah. They think they think you can't burst through, and then you do. Boom. You tell me, Jim Harbaugh doesn't literally tackle each day. God, he's he does. Life. Not for the first time. I thought this. I don't. Ta- I don't tackle the day. I'm, I'm very fragile. <laughs> I let the day tackle me. I'll try to punch the, the the ball away from the day, and if it gets away from me, so be it. Sad Mac Brown in the shower in his puffy coat, just soggy. Boy. What if he comes out in a tank top for this? <sighs> Thought I'd drop the top, gentlemen. What if, Mac, <laughs> if he comes out and he's just yoked, making and, fun and, of the whole time, and heavily like red dragon tatted as well? Oh yeah, just <laughs> up, man. I am my. I, I, this is my becoming. <laughs> I would watch every Hannibal Lecter film recast with Mac Brown. We we live in a primitive time, don't we, Will? Fear comes with imagination. It's a penalty. It's the uh, it's the price of imagination. I am not a man. I'm the great red dragon. Clarice, are the lambs still screaming? <laughs> 
but like, I, I, if oh man, are you allowed to change any a- of the uh, any of like any of the script, any of the words that are spoken? You can tweak. You can tweak it. Sure. Because, like, yeah, we just need him to be, like, just slightly whiny about he's in jail and, oh, it's someone else's fault and all that. <laughs> it's not my fault. You thought I was sane. Open your eyes or I'll staple your eyelids to your forehead. <laughs> my would if put there's anything bit. I hate worse than pity, it's fake pity. <laughs> the, the mask That's I was wearing not was not that all. of a guards, but it was that of a good football team. We are, in fact, a developing football team. It was not my fault that you did not behold the disguise that we put on. Yeah. Um, and UNC has lost their offensive coordinator now as well? You are privy to a great becoming, but you recognize nothing. <laughs> to me, you are a slug in the sun. You are an ant in the afterbirth. It is your nature to do one thing correctly. Before me, you rightly tremble, but fear is not what you owe me. You owe me all. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so disturbing. Gene Chiswick, draw a clock. <laughs> Drop it now, gumshoe. Oh, boy. <sighs> yeah. yeah. That's, uh, it, so, both, wait, believe, wait, wait, wait. Real quick. Oregon has lost. Oregon has lost their offensive coordinator. For, to to the, they don't ASU? need an offensive coordinator. They have Bo Nix. They got what Bo Nix, baby. do you think an offensive coordinator is going to have on what Bo Nix does on the football field? Are you new? I just want to time travel back to two years ago and just look at Bo Nix and be like, listen, you're going to eat so much it's shit. It's going to get better, buddy. George is, yeah, George is going to use you as like, you're going to look like a dummy thrown off the top of a building. Oregon should, when that. Oregon's on offense. Here's the thing about dummies, Bo, they bounce. When they Oregon's on offense, all the coaches on their sideline should just like I- I- exaggeratedly should. unfold lawn chairs and uh-huh. just like sit down and watch me. Yeah, oh. Hell yeah, Bo. They should flip the whiteboard on the on it sideways and just start playing air hockey on it. <laughs> so is the over under for this game double that of the Music City Bowl? I think it's more. It's got to be more, right? God damn it! Mm. Yeah, that one is currently thirty one. Thirty one. Yeah, the which I believe under, is the lowest bowl ever. The over under <sighs> in this contest is seventy three points. Wait, I have the Might over have under gone. on the. Oh, sorry. I was looking at the Liberty Bowl. <laughs> it's 74 right now. And honestly, I will take that over. I will take the over on 73. I also respect to Bo Nix, by the way, for coming back to Oregon for another season and announcing it because, hey, baby, where's the show? Show's right here. <laughs> the show's right here. <laughs> Are you thinking about the future? Hell no. I'm thinking about NIL money. I'm thinking about making a decent living in Eugene, Oregon. I'm not going to compete with all this speculative quarterbacking happening. No. Established asset Bo Nix. That's what you're going to get in the draft. Next year, some scout is going to have to look at that tape and go, Colts. Colts. We might have to draft him. (laughs) Oh, God. Colts. We might have no, Spencer, Colts. Spencer, walk it out. What does Jim Irsay say when he looks at the same tape? No, oh, fuck yeah. Jim <laughs> Rock and roll, daddy. That's Jim the Irsay beast right there. Rock. That's the that, son of the that, beast. That, that guy does shit. <laughs> the son of the beast. <laughs> the wolf is loose. I like when shit happens and that guy's doing it. His name is Sticks. His name is Nix and that rhymes with Sticks and that's a river in hell and that's where y'all can meet me. He's just sweaty in his gym tank top with a heater in in the dark going. 
Yeah, daddy. <laughs> that's it. Now, that, now that's football. <laughs> but they're going to have to look and the scouts are going to have to be like, he's accurate. He's deeply experienced. He's the son of a coach. Evaluate the full body of work here. That's right. Bo Nix knows it's coming too. He's like, fuckers, you're going to have to. And then Auburn's going to put up their graphic and be like, NFL quarterbacks made here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And they're going to have to be like, hey, man, I know you need the money. And he's like, I don't. Nope. I don't. Nope. I can wait you out. You know who needed the money? Matt Ryan. And look how that turned out for him. Okay. We He's saw Colts. The beast. He's don't the beast. Think, hey, don't think because this is this is not split zone duo that we're not going to note that the Colts blew a 33 point lead. Okay, we will. I had a, I, I, Ryan, I want to put to the group the discussion point that you and I had earlier. Sure. Is this past weekend the greatest hatering weekend in NFL history, or it's at least real, in the postseason? It's real high up there. Let's run it down. We got Colts so, blow 33-point lead to the Vikings. With Jeff Saturday as the coach. With Jeff Saturday as the coach. Which means, mm-hmm. by the way, that Frank Reich no longer owns – the comeback record biggest comeback correct yes we have the cowboys losing to the jags in an ot pick six correct after themselves blowing i think a 17 point lead and then we have what the patriots did we have what the patriots did um lost in all of this is that uh tom brady turned the ball over four times yeah and they lost his angles so this is kind of this is kind of what i'm getting at not if you're not for your i'm not counting about specific teams and specific fandoms but if you are like a generalist hater yeah is this your greatest nfl weekend of your life (sighs) does it have to be framed as hatred like i mean like the jolly sort of hatred like as in haterating as in hateration sure and the dancery if you just like problems yeah, yeah if, if you're if you're reveling in chaos and so forth, yeah, yeah I, th- exactly. I think it's more the way I approach it. I think I think this yeah. is probably it. Then, yeah. so I didn't mean I didn't mean hate in the poisonous. I meant hate as in like hating on. No, I got it. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Any weekend where you have the biggest blown lead in NFL history, and a member of the New England Patriots saying, "I threw a lateral because Mac <laughs> Mac Jones was open." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, <laughs> Mac Jones down <laughs> there somewhere, <laughs> somewhere. Which I um. I mean, I would. Which what what was Matt Jones doing at this exact moment? <laughs> Getting truck sticked. Trying to draw a charge. He fell yeah. over like quap. <laughs> he did. Evaluating he it historically, I'd want to actually like go through and look because I mean, it's been a lot of weekends, but it's surely up there. It's surely a delightful Maybe this time. Is, is this something we can explore for the off season? Because Roger, I, like I want to do one Roger of those like June sixteenth, nineteen ninety four. Yeah. Documentaries yeah. about this weekend because it's. <laughs> You know that, that concept that people keep hammering and like, oh, football is better when the Cowboys and Patriots are both good. I disagree. Football is better when the Cowboys and Patriots are both doing this. Duval. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's the Holiday Bowl. The Texas Bowl. The Tax Act Texas Bowl. Wednesday, that's December a terrible 28th. name. God. Yep. It is. Wednesday, yep. December 28th, 9 p.m. ESPN. Not even the most famous tax prep software bowl on the slate, but two schools who love both taxes and congressional acts, Texas Tech and Ole Miss. Played at NRG Stadium, billed as the only rodeo and NFL indoor-outdoor retractable roof stadium. Thank you, NRG Stadium. We are back to games owned by ESPN, if you can't tell by the aesthetics and the presence of tax prep software.
Uh, I personally respect the Texas Bowl, at least from a legal standpoint, because they encourage you very strongly to tailgate via the website. And I have a ton of really specific rules, like how high the flames can be and how your propane tanks have to be tuned. And you can tell that a number of people with really specific opinions on what the safest and unsafest cooking implements were all had their hands in making this policy. Uh, downside, you can't bring in weapons to the Texas Bowl. Yeah, nothing. I mean, when you say Texas Tax Act, I assume that means mailing the IRS a knife, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Not only is there a clear bag policy at this stadium, fuck y'all, but you can't bring in weapons. Also, if if you were unclear yet as to whether or not this was a lawyer and ass lawyer's bowl, uh, on the prohibited item list is a specific item that I've never seen listed in this way anywhere else. Footballs brought in from outside. Multi-ball. Multi-ball. Huh. Wait, way to nail us to a corner. Wait, wait, wait. Does that mean that I can I, buy... I have to think. 50 to 75 footballs in the stadium and throw them one by one onto the field? I have to think. Um, also, I made a... Uh, I'm, I'm going to floss for a second. Um, I made a discovery while looking up the... I guess they've just passed this down, and it's gotten telephone gamed over the years. My name is no longer on it. But the Texas Bowl website still quotes me calling the rodeo uh, unassailably the best bowl week diversion by Sports Illustrated, which technically did appear on Sports Illustrated website by me in like 2011. Um, They have a rodeo prior to the game that the teams participate in, as in it's a bunch of football players chasing cows. Um, I'm not sure there's a bigger mismatch than Texas Tech and Ole Miss in Texas Bowl history in terms of who uh, who is fit and who is not uh, to chase a bunch of cows around a rodeo arena, but I will drop the uh, I'll drop the YouTube link here in the chat from a previous year. Um, all the players have to wear you know neckerchiefs and cowboy hats and uh, chase a bunch of baby cows around an arena, and it's the cutest damn thing. There should be rodeos. There should be rodeos before every game, in my opinion. So. <laughs> I'm going to regret saying this. Are you telling me there's a possibility that um, Lane Kiffin will leave this game owning a pair of chaps? Um, or taking home, like, hey, Second. this is my this is my, this is is my, my cow, Francis. He's a good hang. Yeah. Why would you Lane Kiffin not already own chaps? I was going to say a second pair of chaps. Okay, that's, that's fair. Say. That's what he wears in the wife portal. Yeah. That's, oh. <laughs> that's how, that's how uh, you find success in the wife portal. Uh, does the... <laughs> Winner here claims some sort of responsibility for Tommy Tuberville beyond what they already oh. uh, are settled mm. with. Oh, the yeah. pine box. There's a pine box trophy that mm. they, with Tommy that Tuberville's they rotting corpse inside. With, no, with probably ashes not. from Tommy Tuberville's campaign bus in it. <laughs> oh, the, the relic, worst relic oh. ever. I'm gonna love this contrast of styles, by the way, because Lane Kiffin and one side of the press conference is gonna be like, "Well, it's cool, you know. It's like it's a really nice trip. Just happy." And for here's the kids. Joey. Joe McGuire on the other side is like, every one of you is a coward. A man with the courage to live every day is Joey. Come Sons of me. bitches. Come step up right, right now. now. <laughs> Dirty piece of shit. I'm <laughs> Joey McGuire from Lubbock, Texas. And Lake is like, yeah, I have a pretty dirty piece of shit. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> I've been working on my self-talk. <laughs> 
No, I found a Google image search of a Bible verse and said I'm not. Really, gets me hype in the morning. I'm post it right now. Turns out it's from Lord of the Rings. It's still pretty good. So I wake up pissing butane. You know, I, nobody told me the Celestine prophecy like had so much negative baggage. To it. What I do is I get a, 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 a I search my name on Google and I, I find I the first article in the news and I hit the tweet button on the article and then I don't change the text at all. So I post from my own account like Lane Kiffin comments on Texas Bowl and that's my entire tweet from my account. Joe McGuire's idea: of social media spray paint bitch on your car when you're not looking. <laughs> Your car is my website now. <laughs> How you like that post? At, 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 at. Mods. Just a series of ampersands, like in looping, cur- not ampersands, at signs in looping cursive from front to back. They named their team after losers. Mods, come see what I did to the old Mrs. Bus. <laughs> Just, I know it's not, not called like old that. make. I know he's not like that all the time, but in, Joe, in my head, Joey McGuire is always the dude who looked at Texas uh, like, I listen, told you they would break. Go, you're never going to go to Lubbock. He might as well live this way in your head. I mean, at least he's given us a character trait to um, yeah. to to expand into the only thing we know about current Texas yeah, no, Tech. I'm so like, thank you this. for that. Otherwise, I would have to know something about what Texas Tech this, did this year. <laughs> who wants that? They beat Texas. That's pretty good. We have built yeah. entire simulacrums of coaches around way less than what Joey McGuire gave us. They 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 out Iowa State at Iowa State. <laughs> they also beat Oklahoma. So did everyone, to be clear. Except Oklahoma State. Do you think Joey McGuire has <laughs> a Hannah impossible. Montana? And if so, what would its name be? Uh, Danny Montana. Thank you. Thank you. That was right there. Oh. I wish I could play these chimes in a minor key. Oh. Bad news. Pinstripe bowl. Good news. Bad boy mowers pinstripe bowl. <laughs> For those mm-hmm. lawns of New York. Uh, I- there's, I've, I've chosen to believe that it's like homage to the famously manicured turf of baseball stadium yeah, whatever yeah. this is a mismatch bad boy mowers you have snowboarded in the wrong direction snowboarded <laughs> snowboarded in the wrong direction i assume you also all know how to snowboard uh, please come home thursday december 29th 2 p.m espn yankee stadium <laughs> new york's college football team uh syracuse in new york's finest college football venue playing minnesota eight and four. Oh god i bet pj fleck has a series of monologues about new york um, Pinstripe Bowl retains a long-time legendary status to me because uh, they have, I think, what I believe to be the most powerful dignitaries, the most powerful bowl board member in the game. Uh, I have seen a Pinstripe Bowl rep at an LSU-Bama game for uh, back in a year when both those teams meant something. Uh, the official URL for this game is www.mlb.com slash Yankees slash pinstripe hyphen bowl. Jesus. If you want to know how seriously they're taking this thing. And uh, despite being sponsored by Yeti, uh, you were only allowed to bring soft-sided bags into the stadium. Pinstripe What's bowl sponsored by Yeti here? Uh, the game. 
and Bad Boy Motors. Uh, Yeti is not a title sponsor. <laughs> they are a game sponsor. I only know this because their ad appeared what? directly below a line that says you can only bring a soft-sided bag into the stadium. Oh, so <laughs> the, it's not the Bad Boy Motors Bowl at the Pinstripe Bowl brought to you by Yeti. <laughs> no, that would be a vast okay. improvement, in at least in vibes, uh, if nothing else. Um, mm. in, in true, the Yankees are bullshit, and so, in, so is this bowl. The Yankees infamously play in the Bronx. It's like one of their most defining features. The official team hotels of the Pinstripe Bowl are in Times Square. Because oh. Sure. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. You really, they you really want to make sure it's going to take your team 45 minutes just to get on and off the bus. Hey, listen, I want to see the naked cowboy. All right. I promised my mom I'd take a picture with him. Oh, God. PJ Fleck is the naked cowboy. We should have all seen this coming. So, um, Hi, Betty. A, a history of Syracuse, a recent history of Syracuse ball games. Um, the, <clears throat> there, so there's this thing, anyone who's ever tried to figure out where teams might end up in bowl season, there's a thing you run into, particularly with the Big Ten and the ACC. They, are, they have very fussy, um, not only uh, tiers that teams can fall into, but also rules about who can go where and what. It's to avoid having a team go to the same bowl or play the same team from the other conference. You have to like hope for a lot of shit toward the end of these lists, um, and there's probably no better example for this than Syracuse's bowl opponents. Their last ten games, they have played West Virginia twice. Um, they will, they are now playing Minnesota twice within just their last ten bowls, and they played Kansas State three times. So most of their last ten bowls have been against the the same three teams. Their last two, in fact, are West Virginia, Minnesota, West Virginia, Minnesota. Like that's what happens when you're like just good enough to go like six and six every like three years you're gonna end up with this kind of shit that's what happens if you're in a conference that is like that team. overly organized yeah i was gonna ask what musical pj fleck was going to take the team to see i included playbills what's currently playing on broadway i will entertain your guesses after you've looked i have gone ahead i will submit mine first i think that he's going to pull a wild card on all of you and take them to see tina the tina turner musical um i think he's gonna go see six the musical because that's how many points you get for a touchdown <laughs> shit that's the right uh, answer i think he's going to pull a completely different kind of wild card and take them all to some like it hot because it sounds motivational not knowing mm. what it's about sure sure uh, Chicago sounds. It's, it's set in Chicago, so yeah. Mm. So, are there multiple Chicago plays on this list then? Oh yeah, he could go to actual Chicago. Ask Chicago. Yeah, I think sure. Chicago because he's like that's that's a great Midwestern town. <laughs> Minnesota is Chicago's college football team. Is true. It's a hardworking musical. <sighs> We're done here, right? Yeah. Uh, I think the connection to New York is, of course, uh, Bad Boy Records. That's what I'm choosing to. What other record label would be most like to see start up their own line of lawnmowers? No limit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was right there, wasn't it? I cut myself very badly. It's on the name. <laughs> it's more Wait, lawnmower oh, for your money. Do we have a halftime? Oh, folks. Do we have halftime? It's halftime. Yes. It's halftime. And that means it's time for podcast business. Podcast business, podcast business. What's a business? It's a business. Podcast business. We're gonna sell stuff. Here's the stuff we're gonna sell. That is good, and you need to go buy it. 
All right, who's going first? Uh, let's see. One note. Um, the Sinful Seven, the book that Spencer and I, along with Alex Kirshner, Richard Johnson, and Tyson Whiting, did uh, two and a half years ago, I think now, um, has been available as an ebook for this entire time. Uh, and it is currently available for the low, low price of free as of December 20th, 2022. Um, it is at sinful7.com. You can go download it. It is yours forever. And then as of Christmas 2022, we are unlisting it. Uh, will we ever list it again anywhere, make it available in any form or format? We don't know. How should we know? Your guess is as good as ours. But uh, if you don't have it, go download it for free. And that, that, that's, that's, a, that's a little Christmas gift for you. Also, we are tired of um, doing the accounting for it. But, <laughs> <laughs> for it, it but it's a Christmas gift for you. The true, the true reason why Santa does all his gift giving. <laughs> well, it's, it's a oh, fuck, running a toy store is fucking exhausting. What if I just give this shit away? Despite uh, our collective also, attitude towards business, that book is incredible and incredibly funny and insightful. And I just said the word insightful, but I meant it. Uh, you get, you it. get it for free. You give it to somebody. You tell them it costs $57. Yeah. And then you look like a big fucking baller. Yeah. You, you say get, it's you out get, of print. Uh, yeah, it's first edition, no less. That's right. That's right. Um, if you, if you have read it, uh, get, throw us a good review. Why not? That'll be fun. Um, a FAQ. People have asked like if Twitter dies, which website are we going to? We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stop asking us that. We don't, I, I mean, know. you know, we don't know anything. If Twitter dies, we're going to the mall. We will pick one mall every week to go hang out at. And you can come hang out with us if you want. It'll probably be in Chattanooga most of the time because that's Midway. Chattanooga rules. Everyone loves Chattanooga. Hamilton uh, Hamilton Place Mall in Chattanooga there. Great. That's where we're going. If Twitter Twitter dies, meet us at the Hamilton Place Mall. We'll take advantage of of Chattanooga's free high-speed citywide internet. That's right. Server, you got to meet us there too. You've committed to it. Sorry. I think I'm closest, frankly. Yeah, yeah. Surfer actually yeah. might be closer to Chattanooga than most of us. This is perfect. Everyone's close out. to Chattanooga via the um, life portal. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, do you want to do a quick update on what's going on with the store for people who missed your Twitter thread? Yes, if you go to preownedairboats.com, you will see that there is no merch available to you as of right now whenever you get this it'll probably be like december 21st or so um, <laughs> it still does have the giant photo that says spencer cannot swim yeah absolutely there's some things Important. that we can't abandon um right. we are working on moving to a new merch store host we should have that ready uh by january hopefully the start of january if not shortly thereafter most of the things you liked that we had before will still be there in the new store, but we're getting some things organized. We'll have some new stuff as well. But yes, for now, uh, probably should have been announced on the show before we closed it. Whoops, didn't do that. Store's closed. And also, if you wanted an uncle mug, yep, those are gone too. That was a limited time thing. This thank you to you everybody who bought one. Ryan on Twitter. Sorry. Correct. Uh, thank you to everybody who bought one. We're going to be giving a donation to the Atlanta Free Fridge um, in the order of, like, I think almost $800 at this point, mm-hmm. which is very dope. And we appreciate uh, all of you who bought one, Uncle Skip, for uh, graciously allowing us to steal his steal his vibe uh, for the purposes of putting it on a mug. And I think that's it. Uh, Spencer, Jason, do you guys have any uh, Patreon-adjacent news that you want to share? Oh, as always, you can subscribe to Holly and I's outstanding newsletter, Channel Six, uh, where you can, which you can find award in winning. One of our bios. Award winning. Award. Wait, what? Winning. Just say it. Just say it. It won't come. It, up. Sounds, it, like, it sounds like Ryan has just given you an award. 
Correct. Oh, yes. You, you've, oh, you've won. You've won yeah. most mo- notable newsletter of the shutdown forecast uh, universe this year. Jason, you'll get it next year. Thank you. I feel like Jimbo Fisher right now. <laughs> An influential member of the Waffle House family has determined. Wait, that, that, that actually makes, I think that might make Spencer Ogeron, which is super appropriate. Yep. Yep. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> How do you? Spencer, were you done with that? With that uh, j- just, that, just that one, I had to sneeze, so thank you. Uh, okay. Two. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, two that uh, that yes, at Channel Six you can get two things a week. Uh, the paid tier is ten dollars, and you receive all of our two things a week. Don't worry about what those things are right now. A year, the things are great right Don't now. Worry are you about kidding that. me? They're outstanding, yeah. uh, including our holiday posts, which are include Holly just cooking her way through the nightmares of the Christmas toy recipes uh, and our criminal conspiracy theory about Home Alone. Which we've is that we've it's kind all about of started to do an annual series on Home Alone. Um, last year's uh, was called I Would Never Get Home Alone and was just a list of reasons why Kevin McAllister would not fool us personally. Uh, this year we go a little bit deeper uh, examining Peter McAllister as an obvious white-collar criminal. So you're working your way up the, uh, up the enterprise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jason, what's going on at Bible School? Uh, Vacation Bible School podcast. We just posted our David and Goliath episode. That's how far we have made it. Um, this is uh, an exciting episode for a couple of reasons. One being it's the first story in this entire 20-ish episode series in which I think pretty much everyone like knows the basic story in which Sunday school didn't completely lie to you about what's in there. Um, this, this podcast is always is not like I, I think some people sometimes have the idea this is like Sunday School, the podcast. No, it's the opposite. <laughs> Sunday School is a lie. The podcast is what this is. Um, we also have a, a guest, uh, Dr. Andrew Whitehead, on to explain Christofascism. So uh, <laughs> it's a fun, fun uh, two two part episode there for you. Is is David and Goliath the first sports in the Bible? Oh shit. Okay, let's think here. Um, is murder a sport? I mean, yes. Cain and, yeah. Cain if Cain and, and Abel wrestling. were, if that was, if that was the invention of MMA. Um, should have tapped, man. Should have fucking tapped. tapped. No, the, the first word is uh, dick punches. Jacob and the Angel All Night MMA. Iron oh, Iron yeah, Match. you're right. Okay. Okay. Angel, quote fingers, might be Esau, might be God. Call it an but angel. David and Goliath is, the National Guard Armory. David and Goliath is the invention of lacrosse. <laughs> yeah it's uh it, it's uh yeah it's the first uh projectile sport i believe david uh, david, david is the is original a, lax bro i think david is the yeah. first uh high ally player in the bible <laughs> it, is, it is it is a fa- it is a complete fantasy because it is a lax bro versus football bro fight and the lax bro wins because he's like a winged bull so hard dude it fucking killed him in real life goliath is absolutely giving him a backbreaker right yeah Gol- goliath is like uh you're not allowed to do that no fair. We said no projectiles. Fuck man. It's like it's like it's like this is a Zangi versus Ryu. Like right? Like yeah. I said no fireballs. <laughs> also I like that this is um far more sports than have ever been discussed on VBS, like in total. <laughs> like sometimes <laughs> people think sometimes I think people think that show is like sports jokes about religion. No, there's no, no sports no, content whatsoever. whatsoever. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you want sports jokes about religion, you come here, not there. You go there because you hate sports. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is, I was going to say, you have Spencer on, and that would fix a lot of things, but it would also make a lot of things worse. It would make a lot of things worse. 
I will speak on that. I mean, not fix a lot of things. It would fix the sports things, but it would make everything else. Yeah. Worse. When when y'all when y'all get there, I'm supposed to be on for Ecclesiastes, uh, yes. which I'm very excited about because it is the only book of the Bible that I find personally relatable. Why is it's, why is it's that? relatable to to everyone? That one in particular. Yeah. Because it's the one that's like I don't know. It's crazy, that's crazy man. man it's Bible literally book. it's a whole book of that's crazy, man. It's the one that debunks everything people say. Whenever someone says, the Bible clearly says X, Y, Z, you just hand him Ecclesiastes. Now nothing is clear. <laughs> Surrender. <laughs> I win, you lose. <laughs> There's a time for everything. Uh, this is, by the way, Ecclesiastes is how I justify all of my scheduling all the time. Because they're like, hey, you should be doing this. And it's 345 in the afternoon. And you're eating cinnamon candy out of a mason jar again. And I'll be like, there's a time for eating cinnamon candy out of a mason jar. A time for love. I'm the oldest man in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you eating like that Meemaw candy? Yeah. I just, uh, man, the I'm jar? Eating. Let us see it. Pappy's just eating his cinnamon candy. candy out on the porch. Don't bother him. Don't bother Pappy. <laughs> it's in the Bible. Don't bother him. There's a time for that. Shitting candy canes over here. <laughs> he farted Sorry. and it made the house smell better. Also, if, if, if um, you have even more license to do this, if you say like, uh, the Bible says as long as I get my work done for the day, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> That's yeah. like the Protestant work ethic. No, 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 brother. The work, no, brother. Ecclesiastes says, "I've been here eight hours. I'm, I'm getting the fuck on. I'm getting drunk. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't working Tim overtime. You don't email Tim, me. No, it's Tim Heidecker's work from home, but in verse form. Right? <laughs> Call if you need me. I wouldn't be much use anyway. Call if you need me. I won't be answering. I will be drunk, <laughs> as the Bible stipulated. <laughs> it's the crate. Like that's my fa It's my favorite book because it's the craziest mystic coming from somewhere down in the plateau from Nepal being like, hey, you guys got some stuff going on. Let me lay some truth on you. By the way, can I get a sandwich? I could really use a sandwich. Sandwiches are good. That's part of my religion now. Yeah, it's like it's like the, the monk returns from the mountains. What have you learned? What can you teach us? I'm so fucking hungry. I've learned that it's cold up there. I hear they got two for a dollar. Margs. Do you, know, do you know God doesn't talk to you up there either? It's crazy. <laughs> It does if you get drunk enough. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Vacation Bible School is the greatest, greatest podcast about religion on the internet. I mean that That's sincerely. A good church. So I might just paste in that audio and just get Ecclesiastes out of the way now. Yeah, <laughs> knock it out of the way. That's the Protestant work ethic. Yeah. Uh-oh. What's that noise? Are we trying to page? Oh, folks. Oh, folks, we are following up the we're following up the pinstripe bowl, a bowl that we don't really like, with a bowl that we absolutely love. False god. It's, yeah. It's the cheese it bowl. Let's, false let's god. Talk, let's this talk is, about a grave uh, idol. Let's false. talk about the cheese it bowl. God. This, this is the other cheese it bowl. Okay, hang on, hang on. I gotta get there. I gotta get there. Hang on. Okay. There's an asterisk next to cheese it bowl. Here is the entire thing I have to say about the Cheez-It Bowl. Alright, here's the entirety of my notes. I have seven single-spaced pages of lore about today's games. Here's the Cheez-It Bowl. It's called Disambiguation. Not to be confused with the Citrus Bowl, which is also sponsored by <laughs> Cheez-It. 
For the Arizona Bowl game sponsored by Cheez-It in 2018 and 2019, see Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Camping World Bowl redirects here. For the similarly named stadium, see Camping World Stadium. We're into the FCS series of games now, which is not the FCS football division, but rather Florida Citrus Sports, longtime friend of the program. This game is previously known as the Sunshine Classic, the Blockbuster Bowl, the Micron PC, and MicronPC.com Bowl. Various Tangerine Bowls, but not the one you're thinking of. The Champ Sports Bowl, the Russell Athletic Bowl, and the Camping World Bowl. Further confusing is that it used to be played in Miami Gardens in Joe Robbie Stadium, which itself has since been called Pro Player Park, Pro Player Stadium, Dolphin Stadium, Dolphin Stadium, Land Shark Stadium, and Sun Life Stadium, now Hard Rock Stadium. There is a reason we usually go insane while trying to record all these previews at once. The Tangerine Bowl was also the original name of the Citrus Bowl, which is not this game. This is all I have to say about the <coughs> Cheez-It Bowl. Didn't even God. include Mazda as one of the sponsors. It, listen, I didn't want to confuse things. I like that the this is the bowl that has had oh, several right. sponsors. Oklahoma that, and Florida State are in this, and Oklahoma is 6-6, six and six, and that's hilarious. There. Yeah. This is not the yeah, good cheese at bowl. That's correct. Thank you for listening to the asterisk. Anybody want to talk about this? No. Woo! Alamo Bowl! Hell yes! Um, okay, I have... Uh, you know how I had a, a thing for the... You know how I dropped the picture of the merch store for the Liberty Bowl into the chat? Well, here's another one. I didn't make this. This is real. Remember the merchandise? <laughs> <laughs> merchandise, all, all caps. This is stealing so much valor. Does, from does that mean? Does that mean people died at the merchandise? <laughs> yeah, that's it's, it's pretty wild there. There, this is up to the merchandise that fought the Mexican army for the preservation <laughs> of slavery. I don't know. So this is we're up to a tier of merch where you can buy woven Afghans and soccer scarves for this game. Uh. Thursday, December 29th, 9 p.m. ESPN, uh, Texas versus Washington. Somehow still located in the Alamo Dome, which I maintain should be turned into a laser tag arena. Somehow not played in the Alamo Bowl. Um, there's, I, I don't know if they're going to SeaWorld this year, but in past years, players have competed in sit-up contests against walruses. which Sit-up contests? Uh-huh. Walruses <laughs> apparently have been tra trained to do tummy curls, and the players would compete against them. Uh, that's not on the website this year. Maybe someone injured an ab. Here is another game that is sponsoring its own pub crawl. The party starts at the Little Rhine Prost House and will end, no further information, with several lucky crawlers getting a ride in a river cruiser with the Alamo Bowl trophy. I only have wow. one complaint about the pub crawl. I don't crawl. know if they have to form their own republic or fight the Mexican army. Or n no further information on what wins uh, and what happens at the end of this river cruise is given. My my only complaint is this: mm. the pub crawl is not on the evening of December twenty eighth. It says it ends at ten p.m. That's not really a pub crawl, but mm -mm. doesn't have to end that. Um, on December twenty seventh, they have the FCA breakfast, and I think they should have switched the order of those things. I think it would have been a much more interesting FCA breakfast if you did it. After yes. the immediately pub crawl. after the pub yes. crawl. Fellows, yes. fellowship of crack and egg in this glass. <laughs> <laughs> I've returned, by the way, with Meemaw candy. Yes, you were gone. Jesus. Oh, hey, Meemaw oh, candy. Wow, that is nuclear. Your farts must be terrible. Fragrant. 
This is a game in which uh, 10-win Washington is ranked eight spots ahead of eight-win Texas, and Texas is favored because um, the, a fun thing that happened this year is uh, <laughs> Texas lost like kind of a lot of bullshit games. Like they're kind of really good, yeah. but their record is terrible. Like remember, this team almost beat Alabama. Texas um, is underrated. Yeah, they are. It's enjoy this. Enjoy this moment. Yeah. This has been a thing all season long. Uh, the computers are like, "God damn, Texas is incredible." They keep losing. I don't understand how. <laughs> <laughs> and the polls are like, "Oh, good. Thank God, someone else is overrating Texas for once." But for the first time in history, Texas is underrated. Texas is the most hidden value. Washington, I believe, is slightly overrated. This is somehow a testament to both teams' success this year. That's the the weird thing is you go, yeah, Washington's probably overrated coming in, and Texas is obviously like hidden value, and I don't know, both of them did a pretty good job this year. We're always going to make fun of Texas, but there's some basic fundamental quality there, and Washington under Kalen DeBoer at year one, uh, Michael Penix is coming back just to like break every passing record they had because whoo, whoo, they could go, they could score. Yeah. Washington is really good. Like, honestly, this is um, often it, this, the Citrus. Like, there's a few games that always have the potential to be, like, the best game outside the New Year's Six. This is, like, this is probably better than at least one or two of the New Year's Six games this year. Washington, by the way, averaging 40, capable of hanging half 100 on, on, on a bad team, capable of hanging 40 on a pretty good team. They, they, they rack it up. Yeah, hey. this is, I think, oh. uh, this is, sorry. <laughs> we can keep Jason, bringing this Jason, no, fine. come back. <laughs> oh, God, I'm in the white portal. He's in the white portal. No. I've been white portaled. Am I now Welcome Sam Pittman's wife? Is that what yep. happened? Congrats. I'll be you using you to travel through time, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> we will see wives of history. Wives in need of love, companionship, someone who's a partner. <gasps> we will be naked, I promise. <laughs> Oh thank, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Me, Arnold, and Sam Pittman. I will look beautiful. You will look acceptable. <laughs> Having all of your teeth is a strong turn-on for women of the 13th century. So is Arnold my, like, time-traveling wingman? <laughs> I, I am the time-traveling oh, wingman. Oh, yes. Wow. <laughs> Come with me if you want to love. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. We're exiting the wife portal. Thank God. Um, oh, oh, we made it. And where did it. And where did it spit us out? Well, the mayo bowl. <laughs> Go back. Go back in my life portal. Well, you don't want to hear about 7 and 5 Maryland versus 8 and 4 NC State. Exit light. Haven't life. they already played 3 times this year? It's true and they are conference mates. So yeah, that is this is a weird matchup. NC, <sighs> NC State ended up in 8 and 4, huh? <laughs> That's crazy. It's <laughs> crazy, man. Oh, but wait, they'll probably be 8 and 5. <laughs> uh, shout out to our friends at the Charlotte Sports Foundation for a, uh, a game Again. that no matter what happens, we'll always have a cooler full of mayonnaise dumped on somebody at the end. Both coaches are in, by the way, for this year. They are. This is a real. They had to have a press. Is, they're building something special there. This is this is a game that has a like an unprecedented like series of sad sponsors like Continental Tire Bowl, Monkey Car Care Center Bowl, and the Belt Bowl. Now, this is an upgrade. We're going the in one direction. The Dave Dorn years at NC State, especially the last six or so, are a delight because you look at their like their AP poll history. You see like their preseason poll usually not ranked. Looks like this a year they were. 
you see they're hot you see they're high and it's like oh shit they were ranked 12th 10th look at that and then you see their postseason rank, and it's unranked. <laughs> no ranks. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's the over same the past, sentence, but a different sentiment. So you see the postseason rank, you're like, oh, look at that. Yeah, it's, over the past six years, high of 14 and 23rd. High of 16, unranked. Uh, it includes it, a high of 23, unranked. High of 18, mm-hmm. 20. High of 10, probably unranked. We're going to get good players, and we're going to make sure that they stay at NC State. And then Devin Leary transfers out of NC State after a successful year where most people regarded him as NFL draft-worthy. And he ends up at Kentucky. That's what happens. NC State loses their quarterback to Kentucky. Like, they are going to get pretty good players, and they will be drafted one and, way or the other. Somewhere else. Will NC they win State games? is the guy no. who won't leave. Who won't leave the blackjack table? It's like, oh shit, man, you won eight hundred dollars. He's like, well, I better stay because maybe a thousand dollars is out. <laughs> ah shit, I've lost seventy dollars. Oh well, I'll come back to Vegas next year, and things With will be different. Seventy more dollars. <laughs> Yeah, like these records for Dave Doran, eight and five, seven and six, seven and six, nine and four, nine and four, four and eight, eight and four, nine and three, eight and four. That is awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, no. There's, and like you an never like symmetry to it. At least I have never heard, and I feel like we've been saying this already for like five years, like I don't think anyone's actually tired of this at NC State. <laughs> it feels like no, they know they know is, how bad things can get and they're just like kind of fine with them. this. Yeah. This counts as stability for them. Tommy like, Bowden I, is I, in the corner saying, the son of a bitch did it. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I'm sure there are NC State fans who are like, we, we're the sleeping giant. We should be 10 and 2, blah, blah, blah. But like, they, they, are, uh, they are held in check, apparently, by NC State fans who are just like, yeah, man, as long as we like fuck up North Carolina every other year, that's fine. They're held in check in Lauren Brownlow's mentions, which is the only place I ever see them. And there's like four of them. Even if you go back into like the entirety of Tom O'Brien's tenure there, the like everything except the one good year with Chuck Amato, it's like so many seven, eight win seasons. <laughs> like seven, eight, nine, those are doable. Five is doable sometimes. Six, absolutely. Like never really. It, it, it's it's not unlike sort of like the perpetual eight seed in the NBA. Where you're like, well, you're making the playoffs a lot, but you also went like 42 and 40. So I don't know how good this is. I don't know. Maybe yeah. we'll get a draft pick. Bringing up split zone duo again, but you ever look at Russell Wilson now and wonder why he and Tom O'Brien did get along better? <laughs> I think it was because Russell Wilson chose the wrong Russell Wilson to be. Like the computer in his oh, brain okay. said, opt, opt to Russell Wilson too. And it turns mm. out that Russell Wilson 3 would have gotten along a lot better. And once you're locked in with the Russell, you can't switch cha- Russell channels. It's okay. Tom O'Brien now, I wonder. It is wild to like look at this team Dude. that is almost never bad and yet has never had a top 10 finish, um, has never you know won a big bowl. I don't think they have a conference title in forever, but like... About it's, re- it's really impressive, honestly, to be this okay forever. It, I want, it is. I want to go it ahead. is sort of the like they are the Ohio State of eight wins. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Good God! Like anybody can win eight games at NC State. They're, per- they're I, perpetual oh, brother. I, brother, I do not think that is true. <laughs> Historically, though, I think that yeah, kind that's of that's what everyone does. They're like a perpetual <laughs> satisfactory result generator, like C plus forever. I want to. I want to recast the other like partner here in this bowl as that team because right now Maryland, Maryland, Maryland. Maryland? My, no, 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 Maryland. You're saying Maryland you're back fans. in the wife portal. 
Okay. Yeah, no, I'm just going to say this. Maryland, you went 7-5. and five. Brother, these are the salad days. I think you should just <laughs> lock this in. You should fucking book it. Seven and five, eight and four. One of you might go, well, I don't know. I think we could be better. You need to shut the fuck no, up. No. Sit down. No, eight and four. That's These are Stop the making, good days. Stop making so much noise. You're going to get noticed. If, no. yeah. if, if Maryland win this, if this is where they're at. If Maryland wins this game, they will have their most wins in a single season since the year they fired Ralph Regan. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Fi- the, the vengeance of the fridge is finally lifted. Like as much as as much as Rutgers is sort of like only one man can win here, and we must <laughs> yeah. give, like that's kind of true of Maryland and Ralph Region because you look at everybody who came before him, and you look at everybody. Bobby Ross is the other person who can win at Maryland, unfortunately. Mm. But like, yeah, it's uh, well, there's Jim Tatum in the 1950s. Yeah, yeah I ap- ap- apologies to him. I need you to I need you to extend Mike Loxley for the next ten years. And lock in seven and five and eight and four because that would be way better than everything that came before it. And I'm not even joking. This like, is it, I, man. Celebrate. If you can get there, if you can become the NC State of the Big Ten, that's not the worst. Hmm. What a ghastly sentence that is entirely accurate. It's kind of accurate. accurate, though. It's entirely Iowa. accurate. Yeah. No, that's not Iowa. Iowa often ascends to heights too high Correct. to be. Iowa has, Iowa has been Damn. to the Big Ten championship game multiple yeah. times. No, this is Iowa, why Iowa is, is far too years. lofty and glorious to be NC State. They need to breathe yes. the thick yeah. air of the Yes, Lowlands. That's yes. right. Kirk, Kirk like, it's not Wisconsin. They've years. been way better than NC State. You know, like every conference doesn't have an NC State. No. Maybe might be the interesting thing, you know? No, I, would th- I think most conferences don't have an NC State because NC State the teams special. that do that either we'll have like one or two years where it's like, oh shit, they got good, or they just bottom completely the fuck out. And yeah. NC State is neither. NC State is the prop engine commuter plane that just keeps circling. <laughs> we're not crashing and we're not going up either. Congratulations to the Spider-Man Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Mayonnaise spiders. Oh. Chimes! Right. Chimes! <laughs> Oh, folks, we're down to the grand uncle of them all. Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Sure, that's a thing we can call it. Yep. Friday, December 30th, 2 p.m. CBS. Oh, number 18 UCLA at 9 and 3 meets my personal favorite ever Sun Bowl participant, Pitt, at 8 and 4. You're going to hear a lot about it. You're going to hear about it from us first. Pitt has a history in this game, most specifically in 2008, of losing to Oregon State 3 to nothing. Pat Narduzzi considers this a quality win and is probably going to make it part of their pregame speech. Uh, the Sun Bowl is refreshing because, once again, here's a serial mascot, which is at least identifiable. It is a game called the Sun Bowl, played in the Sun Bowl. It is attached to UTEP, home to the famed Handjob Hill. Uh, I personally have a hairdryer from this game that was given out in like 2009 as free swag that still works. This country used to make things. Uh, the Sun Bowl is like, I think, the one of the platonic ideal bowls of what bowls turn into. Like you don't maybe necessarily think of El Paso as a vacation destination and a whole bunch of different disparate activities have sprung up around it. There's a pageant that produces the Sun Court. There is Charm Camp for the young Sun girls. Court. There's a ch- <laughs> yes, that's much much more ominous than Rose Court. The Court of the Sun God. 
uh, hail to Ra, the Sun Court God. Uh, there's a cheerleading convention. There's an art exhibit that opens. There's a parade sponsored by an injury law firm. This is, folks, this is what bowls should be. Uh, the Sun Bowl is perhaps most famed for the weather. Uh, the 1974 game where fr- the field frosted overnight and then melted in the first half, creating a creepy belt of fog around the players' knees. And then I think it was in 20... It snowed in 2015, but I think the game we're thinking of is in 2010 when it snowed at the Sun Bowl and they turned cafeteria tables under their sides and tried to plow the field manually. And then the TV cameras caught one poor Notre Dame staffer trying to clear it with a rake. Just a beautiful series of historical images uh, that have come out of this game. Unfortunately, they'll now be subjected to this iteration of pit football, but we love our Panthers anyway, don't we, boys? I so the Sun Bowl is it has the weirdest history of any bowl game, and like that is with consideration of all of them. Um, I just found a post I did a few years ago, like the weirdest game in the history of every bowl. Um, and for almost all of them, I just listed one for the Sun Bowl, I listed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight contenders, um, (laughs) including like uh, there is a game between Texas Southwestern and the National Autonomous University of Mexico um, in which one of the teams threw for negative 25 yards per pass completion. No one knows. No one knows what that's all about. Um, Just like weird, weird, weird shit. Um, I think possibly my favorite Sun Bowl fact other than those games is uh, Texas Tech has been here the most times, nine times. The El Paso High School All-Stars have been here once. They have the same number of wins. Texas Tech is one and eight. Uh, El Paso High School All Stars are undefeated in the second longest running bowl game at this point. Uh, Pitt and UCLA are tied for fourth in most Sun Bowl appearances. Yes, (laughs) Pitt, (laughs) Texas Tech, UTEP, Arizona State. Those make sense. Sure, Pitt. Mm. Why not? I am most fond personally of December 31st, 2007. That would be Oregon versus South Florida. That is the game the morning after a night out on the town in Juarez where the entire USF offense pretty much went out and tore it up and Matt Grothy was puking on the sideline because he was so hungover. That, that is my favorite Sun Bowl by far. But if his mouth that- was full of vomit, he couldn't rap. So had that going for us. <laughs> There was also so so this 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 bowl had a three to nothing. This bowl had a negative twenty five yards per pass completion. This game also had Kyle Orton throwing seventy four times, <laughs> mm-hmm. the all time record for most passes in a bowl game between two teams because they were playing Washington State, which also chucked the ball all over the place. They combined for a forty six percent completions rate. <laughs> Once again, I insist this is what bowl games should be. You want an exhibition game? We'll give you a fucking exhibition says the Sun Bowl. There was a year when Virginia Tech blocked all three of Cincinnati's extra points and a punt. <laughs> <laughs> but Cincinnati won anyway. Uh, Frank, incredible Beamer shit. Is in, Frank Beamer is in the Sun Bowl's Hall of Legends for this exact reason. 1967, there were 12 interceptions. Auburn, Arizona. Yes, it's the all-time Bowl's record. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first Sun Bowl broadcast by CBS. So <laughs> if you make Home it through that, you keep it. Home of the home of maybe the worst football game ever played. One so bad its grandeur became apparent only after ten years of delay. That would be the three nothing 
Oregon State Pit game. Oh, yeah, where... somebody should have mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> so there is actually an that. even worse game, the 1939 one between um, Tempe Normal it... Teachers College, Arizona State, and a school just named Catholic. I'm going to start uh, a zero... weird teacher's college. <laughs> zero points, three pass completions for 16 yards. <laughs> That's the whole game. Pat is like, awesome. give it to me! Bring me this offense! <laughs> I, like, I think every, quantum th- this bowl so is what every bowl... <laughs> this bowl is what every bowl thinks it is. This, this bowl is what every yeah. bowl aspires to. Yeah. Truly. Oh. Now it's sponsored by a Cartoon Tiger. <laughs> Not fine. the cereal. It's fine. It, it gets people it's, too it's horny on Twitter. <laughs> it, it's fine because A, it's a company that it's not a company, but it's a thing that we know about and also it has not affected like anything else about the Sun Bowl. Fine. Correct. Correct. Like I'm calling I'm calling it fine given everything else that we have to deal the with. The Sun Bowl is weird enough that you're just like, Yeah, why wouldn't it be that? The Sun Bowl is brought to you by serial cat girls. <laughs> why not? Yeah. <laughs> This is this is why I, this is why I really really wish that we could get Vern Lundquist reading Thirsty Tony the Tiger please. <laughs> can, can come back Vern. Can we call Vern and get a there great. Oh, oh, Tony clap these cheeks. <laughs> come on home Vern. <laughs> chimes chimes. Also note this uh, uh this was No, he's game lost which, again. This is, oh, no. which, this is the game in which Burt Reynolds Welcome made, back. Uh, made an appearance. <laughs> Or Reynolds sharing booth. a backfield with Lee Corso. There's a trivia question. Uh, you can't, you can't invoke Burt Reynolds as you enter the wife portal. You'll be trapped there I'm, forever. I've been there and I've I've made it back out. I'm Sam Pittman's <laughs> wife and Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife and, and uh, now Reynolds Tony the like, Tiger's wife. Now you're Lonnie, Burt, now you're Lonnie Burt Anderson. Anderson. Burt, Burt Reynolds is like, I have a harem. <laughs> Let's tug on the bottom of Jason's hoodie and see if it's a rubber mask that can be pulled off. Burt Reynolds is like, is actually Jason. I entered the wife portal and left with the shirt off my back. <laughs> oh, oh, alimony. <laughs> <laughs> alimony. Oh, hey, it's the Gator Bowl. This was the Outback Bowl, but not the Outback Bowl. This is the one you know as the Tax Slayer Bowl, also known as the game where Woody Hayes hit Charlie Bauman that one time. Friday at 12.30, 3.30 p.m. on ESPN. Number 21, Notre Dame versus number 19, South Carolina. Both ranked 8-4. and four. South Carolina is higher ranked because it is a better school. Mm. Uh, the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl has two swords in its logo, and I'd like to spend some time narrowing down the fighting style of the eponymous Tax Slayer, if we can, based on the information in this logo so So let's look yeah sorry ryan i was gonna say are you are you familiar with um the canon of the witcher video game and television series and such this Mm -hmm. is good because the witcher has two swords but i i have my theory of yours but those appear to be broadswords and these don't okay well i think the yeah the um length of the sword wouldn't necessarily rule out this theory so the proportions of what hang on we'll, we'll get there let's let's okay. hang on let's look first to ancient rome right so the daimakeri were close combat fighters and used either pairs of curved scimitars 
or gladius. And those are the short swords favored by gladiators. And based on the, propor the proportions of what we can see in this logo here, which look more like long swords, if anything, only there's two of them, says we can rule out ancient Rome as the origin of the tax slayer. Um, when you're talking about dual wielding, you naturally want to turn a look to the far east. One possibility is Japan. Um, both katana and wakizashi techniques uh, have been known to wield two weapons. One, uh, one of these schools is two heavens as one, or two swords as one. But both katana and wakizashi are typically curved blades, single-edged curved blades, and we don't see that here. Uh, again, in this logo. Uh, there's also a book called The Sword of Allah that tells of a general in the first caliphate to succeed the prophet Muhammad who fought with two broadswords, Allah the Witcher. But again, if you look at the illustrations, the proportions aren't quite right. Uh, Chinese butterfly and hook swords, of course, I think we all agree we can rule out right away. Those aren't the right shape. But we're forgetting context here. We want to focus on Florida's periods of time under Spanish colonial rule because this game is played in Jacksonville. So let's look around Europe, right? The Italian style known as Florentine, which is ahistorical, by the way, uh, isn't helpful either because that typically calls for one long sword and a sorter sword or a parrying dagger. There are arguments over even... In Dungeons and Dragons, there are arguments over whether fighting with two long swords is even possible. Uh, so what that tells me is that we are looking at some sort of amalgamation. Let's flip over to the actual history of the area and talk about the Seminoles. So in the 1500s, when the Spaniards came to Florida and attempted to conquer the Muskogee tribes of the Southeast, uh, the Seminoles' ancestors fought with spears, mainly that had flint or bone or cane tips. They also had war clubs studded with shark's teeth, bows and arrows. Uh, Fire-hardened cane arrows could pierce Spanish armor. So I'm wondering if the case here is that we have a pair of fire-hardened cane swords for lightness, because with that lessened weight, you can both swing two big swords at once and pierce Spanish armor. There's a philosophical case for this as well. La Verdadera Destreza is the uh, Spanish school of fencing for the early modern period. It's not just the school of fencing. It's a, a, a school of fighting. It's a philosophical thing, kind of like... This is not a one-to-one -one analogy, but like Bushido in Japan, like it's a warrior code. Um, Destreza translates to dexterity, and uh, verdadera destreza is the true skill or the true art. So destreza is, is uh, intended to be a universal method of fighting applicable to all weapons, which means that indeed this could also marry two swords. It also lines up well with the philosophy of guerrilla warfare because part of destreza doctrine which was not common in fencing at the time was to go around your opponent from the sides and not just charge at them straight from the front right much as you would if you were living in a uh, a tropical semi-tropical environment fighting invaders who were not used to your climate and were not used to your ground. So I'm positing that these swords in the logo actually represent cane swords for strength and lightness of motion, uh, and lightness of motion, and that the tax slayer, as we know him, actually arose in the Americas, uh, possibly as early as the 16th century. What if, it's what if it's Leonardo, the Ninja Turtle? Katanas are carved. Shit. <laughs> I have Sorry, nothing. Man, to add. I told you I what could I possibly add? What no, could I, possibly I couldn't add anything add? to that. That's master. That's a that's master. The, that's the only tax slayer preview you need. That's really all that I feel I need to add. <laughs> My Spanish is terrible. Don't correct me. Chimes.
Okay, not much is known about the Orange Bowl. Um, it's played at 8 p.m. on New Year's Eve Eve on ESPN. It features two orange teams. The redder orange team is Clemson, which posits what if God's favorite show choir was forbidden to either sing or dance against the yellower orange team of Tennessee, which asks what if there were an entire end of a state composed of talking raccoons, but not in a cute way. How do I you feel to... about this game? Mm-hmm. Ask. I don't. I don't. I don't know anything about this. Game. That's not true. No. That's not true. I Joe think we're going to find out once and for all who's creepier about Jesus, and I like our odds. <laughs> Joe Milton, throw it to Cuba challenge. What your th- coach versus Dabo? I mean, our people. I think. I think creepy one of be, the creepy can be a lot of different forms. I don't. I don't know if it's a nice thing about college football, but it is a thing about college football. Is that. Um, we'll never know once and for all who's creepier about Jesus. Well, yeah, it's I'm an evol- it's a it's a constant contest that is well, always I'm up for stealing Auburn valor there and even pretending that we can compete for this throne. But what is Auburn sure. going to do about that right now? Damn. Sorry. I mean, Sorry, they could show up. They're not busy. Mm-mm, no. Why couldn't Auburn go to the Orange Bowl? I mean, Hugh Freeze is probably in Florida, but not for any reasons involving the Orange Bowl. He probably is, is in Miami. Is the Orange Bowl also where you suffered your injury? Did I make that up? Um, no. Oh. Rose Bowl. Oh, okay. Yep. So Wait, this unless I'm is... thinking about a different injury. I'm thinking of your dance injury. Oh, yeah, that was that was a piece of lore that I... Holy shit, I actually did forget about that. I left <laughs> that out this year. Uh, yeah, I tore my uh, ACL, LCL, and PCL? I forget if I tore my MCL. That's, that's way too many CLs. Yeah. Anyway. This is my favorite personal trivia question because technically, yes, I have performed with Luis Fonsi of Despacito fame before he was of Despacito fame. Then I tore my leg in half. <laughs> go, go Canes. So this is um, by far the orangest Orange Bowl ever. Mm-hmm. The closest we got before was 1999 Florida-Syracuse. Florida has been here a lot. Miami's been here a lot. Um, a handful of Orange teams have been here a lot. But this is the first where it is almost guaranteed to be a... Mostly orange. Um, Syracuse in 1999 against Florida, they did not stake their claim to be the orangest team in the land. They wore blue jerseys. Ugh. Trash. Disgusting. Trash. Absolutely Idiots. Disgrace to the land. Wait. And look what can, happened. Can both teams wear orange? I know that's not allowed, and I know you get like a penalty for that. They're not Yeah, I think in, in rivalry games, orange. yeah, it's a tradition. Yeah. You, wear your, you both wear your home jerseys. There's a lot of rivalries right. like that. And this should this be a rivalry. I think everyone agrees. <laughs> I cannot think. I I cannot decide who would who this yeah. would make angriest. I if actually if Clemson if Clemson came out and was like Tennessee's our rival, South Carolina would be the one that was angriest. Imagine um, Tennessee who like Fuck you, you can't get rid of me that quick. Clemson, I'll, I'll live in your basement, you motherfucker. South Carolina right now. Tennessee having to play uh, Georgia and Alabama every year, and then saying, "You know what? Fuck it. Let's let's pick up Clemson. <laughs> you know let's what? get an ACC rival in Clemson." Here's my here's my take on this game. I appreciate that after having to play uh, Georgia and South Carolina in the same season, that Tennessee gets a little bit of a breather for their bowl game to take on the lesser college football team in South Carolina. Well, hey. The good news is, if you beat Clemson, nobody will be impressed. <sighs> that's that's good, because as we know, if there's one team that is ill-equipped to handle a psychological bull bump, 
It's this one. Oh yeah, man! Imagine no, that. No, hype. no team. Oh my no god! No team in the country is mm-hmm. worse equipped to handle this. Win. Number three, preseason number three. What an oh, off god. season this is going to be. Do it. Preseason number oh, three. God. No, <laughs> you can't all push for. This is why I didn't want to talk about the Orange Bowl. Also, SEC. Clemson's favored, which means nobody believes in the Vols. So SEC yeah. Days. <sighs> this is the cold open, isn't it? Yeah, Jalen Hyatt's Jalen Hyatt's not playing, but that's okay. Ten passes to Squirrel White. 10 passes 10, to Squirrel 20, White. 75 20. passes to Squirrel White. Joe Milton's going to throw it anywhere. That's okay, Squirrel White. Climb trees. Mm-hmm. Joe Milton, throw it to Opalaka. Also, Jesus Christ, let Jalen Hyatt rest his fucking shoulder for a minute. He's out of year. He's fine. He's good. I'm not mad at anybody sitting out of this game, even if it is an Orange Bowl. They've been through enough. Um, which offseason storyline would you prefer? Uh, out of control Tennessee hype or... Everything's going wrong at, wrong at Clemson, and Dabo hasn't figured shit out. The mm. latter. What are you talking about? Well, they go together. So, yeah, they go hand in hand. You know, so uh, so you have to. Do you want used, that package? I'm or? The, yeah, I'm used to the first one. So I think okay. is the other one. Um, Tennessee lost three of their last five games. Yes. Yep. Yes, Tennessee. Yes. And, 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 oh, please and, give us that. Please give us that. Yes. 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 Yep, yes. 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 Yep. And I guess the other one is Club Nick balls out and, well, <laughs> Clemson was right there if they had just made the right decision at quarterback all along. Yeah, oh, Dabo's the- stubbornness is what kept us out of the playoff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I don't know. Think, and I've, I'm on record as saying this before. I don't think any I, – I don't believe anymore that it was loyalty to a fault that kept him uh, – that kept him playing tug of, or not, not to the – they kept him playing DJ – uh, I think he just got bad information and his intelligence infrastructure has collapsed. Like, I huh. think it was just dumb. Nah. I like I be. like that theory because it's very simple. And there is some truth. <laughs> well, but no, look at, look, at, uh, look at how he functions as a, uh, this is a serious football opinion and I apologize for that, but look at how he functions as a coach and look, he's, he's lost, he's lost keys to his apparatus coupled with, you can't have the run of quarterbacks they had without incredible staff work, but also incredible luck. And if those run out at the same time, then you're going to Club Nick. That's right, Club Nick. This club has it all except the title. I, I, I hate to, I hate to defend Clemson yes. at all, but yes, yes. you've it. lured him out. It's, still, it's another motherfucking eleven win season. So like, yes! I, I'm fine with yeah, the sky falling with eleven yes! wins. Talk that shit. <laughs> Yes, I will always yes, be. So I was good. fine with. I, I was fine with last year being awful, and it turned out to be worse than this year. And it was we still also Serber, pretty Serber, good. Didn't we ask you at the beginning of the year if uh, if Clemson was going to revert to normal once they they got off their title run? You're like, no, we will be like this forever. I think so. Yeah, that sounds about right. You're you're demonstrating um, how to be a very reasonable sports fan. I'm, yeah, I don't weird. fit in with these people. It's why I don't go to the games. I don't talk to them. Um, I don't like them. This I don't like my fellow one. Clemson fans. Uh, Clemson is in danger of slipping into Ohio State territory. Yeah. Right? Where it's like... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Well, in like, the, in like the sweatshirt fascism or like... No, like, just in the like... Here. Just in the like expectations way up here. Therefore, Ooh. if we're not in the playoff and if we don't do well in the playoff, fuck you. Uh-huh. This is yeah. a failure. That's we a can't be- enjoy weird. anything. That's such, a, that's such a weird thing to me, that too, because personally, have you ever seen an Ohio State fan? What other expectations in life are they living up to? Wow. Any of them? This is all wow. they have is the thing. Wow. Mm. Like one of them? This is, this is, 
such a broad brush. You're amazing. This, this, guess, like this one thing is the load bearing um, column of everything. You're a mean, mean, mean man. <laughs> mm-hmm. To them, yeah. Bring it. It's a blade. It's a I razor know. out every time. I understand, but but yes, I think Clemson. Clemson, maybe it is good for more people to approach Cerber's perspective on Clemson football, which is that yeah, when you win eleven games, that's cool. That's really good. I don't think it, so. I, I, I don't think so. I think the, expectations should be higher. I, I'm also, I'm also the. I think it was two years ago. I, I went on like the College Sports Now podcast every week, saying like, "Man, this sucks. All these games are blowouts. It's not fun to be a Clemson fan." These, and the last two years, it's been the exact opposite they of that. Heard it's you. been, it's <laughs> been biting my nails now? every Saturday. How about if, tonight? I would take everything that's happened the last two years over the anxiety of national championship contention. Um, if only they hadn't lost to South Carolina. That's well, really like, the uh, only thing that well, actually sucks. Yeah. That's the price you, you pay. You have done yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, losing to Carolina sucks. is what kept you from having to play Georgia this year. I know. It was a real yeah. – we were really fucked. We were really fucked yeah. because also the only bad. ACC team that's not that it's, that it's not acceptable to lose to is UNC. So we really had no chance this year yeah. of doing anything but driving me a little bit insane. But, mm. but like – we just we talked about NC State and the perpetual state they're in. That kind of used to be Clemson. Was you made yeah. you made yeah. the Tommy? Hence Bowden my joke. Tommy. Yeah, hence yeah. my Tommy Bowden joke. <laughs> like, like, so you're super NC State now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You, Mega NC State have, EX. We're cheat code NC, NC State. state. Oh, oh God, NC State got into the PCP. They're unstoppable. <laughs> We gave NC State a small hill to run down before no, the game. NC, <laughs> NC State's the only team that would get into the PCP, get on three different kinds of like uh, performance enhancing drugs. They're all going to be finance bros and engineers and later. Four. This is just good practice. Eight yeah. and four. They, yeah. they like you could be like, listen, I'm dropping. We're going to go eight. eight and four on Angel Dust. <laughs> yeah, I'm dropping Angel Dust and five Soviet era steroid technicians into. <laughs> NC State's football facility, and I'm giving them a billion dollars and all of the drugs they want, and NC State would go eight and four. The universe is powerful. Yeah, no, that ain't budging. <laughs> that is the immovable object. There's your oh, ceiling. It's, okay. Oh, that NC State's wedged in there good. You're not getting that out, but <laughs> <laughs> you, you can, you can, what, should we apply a Chuck Amato to it? Try it. No. It's been done before. No, just plaster, no, just plaster it over. Speaking. Plaster over it. It's in the wall good there. It's just part of the structure now. Eight win NC now State. It's squeaking? No. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, that's the Tom O'Brien I knew and loved. He's still in there. That's the Tom O'Brien with a Chuck Amato crank. That's how he interviewed for the NC State job. How do you feel about this job? Kill me. Hire him. That's our guy. Yeah, uh, he worked at Boston College. He's seen worse. 